0: hi welcome to the refuge house church podcast we are so glad that you decided to join us today here at the refuge house we help people discover their god-given uniqueness through the teaching of god's word so that they can be empowered to make a difference and impact their word for christ so here's what we need you to do we need you to grab your bible your notebook your pens and then get ready for a powerful message and see what god is going to do I believe there are people in your life that probably need this message. So go ahead and share this to them and invite them to be a part of what God is doing today. Thank you and enjoy this week's message.
1: You've watched a wrestling match. A wrestling match is about who puts the other person and pings the person down at the end of the day. Is that not true? They count one, two, three, then the person has won. We are in a wrestling of words. Everybody say wrestling of words. Yeah, the enemy knows that very well. The warfare we fight is a wrestling of words. Everybody a wrestling of words. Who is steadfast and consistent in speaking wins. When I use the word win, the better terminology is we enforce our victory in Christ because we already won. We are, we are fighting this rest of war with the victory that we have in Christ. So you don't give up. We keep speaking because our warfare is a speaking warfare. You cannot afford to be quiet. The kingdom of darkness understands that the church has the advantage, but many of us don't engage our advantage. So what the devil tries to do is to wear you out. If you read Daniel chapter 7, one of the visions that God gave to Daniel was that he saw that the devil were wearing out the saints. To wear out means to tire out. How is he doing that? By speaking words against them. The anxiety you are feeling are coming from words that the enemy is saying. The pressure you are feeling in your faith is coming from what the enemy is saying, and it's because you are not replying. First of all, you are not taking charge, and so you're not making any assault. You are becoming a victim because there is no shield. The shield of faith is words. What did I say? Bible said, taking up the shield of faith. The entire armor of God are engaged with words. You speak them. And Paul speaking to his son Timothy in 1 Timothy 1.18, he said, My son Timothy, concerning the prophecies that have gone ahead of you, that you by them mightest wage or make a good warfare." What is prophecy? Prophecies are words. Inspired words of the Lord that are inspired and put together by the Holy Spirit. So we are fighting a battle of words. What are you saying? What you say will determine the outcome of your life. There are two things I've said that determines and affects your destiny: the information you allow to frame the way you think, and the words you are saying. Those are the two things that are determining your. It is not what is happening to you that is determining your outcome. It is what you are thinking and what you are saying. Say so what me say? It's my thoughts and my words say that out say it's my thoughts and my words the reason for teaching is to teach you how to think well and how to speak well why you need to listen to God's word is to teach you how to think well and how to speak well so that when you learn how to think well and speak well you go and engage them you will never rise above your words you will never rise above your thoughts are you hearing what I'm saying because those two faculties determine your belief system what you believe is a product of how you think, what you think, and what you say. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Jesus said, "By your words you are condemned, and by your words you are justified." Are you hearing what I'm saying? What are you saying? There are prophecies God gave me five years ago. Ten, years. I'm still saying them till tomorrow. Are you listening to me? I am still praying them. I don't. Uh, this, I, I write them down and I pray them. I journal them concerning the prophecies that have gone ahead of you. That's you, because they have to come to pass, and as they are coming to pass, I'm marking them. But if you are the type that is not a good student of prophecy, and everything about the spirit just makes you feel goosebump and nice feeling, and, and, and you have no commitment to them, God says this one doesn't respect my word, and that's the way you are. You are not the way you are because of Nigeria's economy. That's why one of the great deception that is going on now as we're about to enter another political phase is to Satan is making us blame men. Men are weak. No man is... Fine. If you are the one that is put there, you will behave the same way. Did you hear what I said? Be deceiving yourself. Your this is the man that is our first... I, I was listening to a broadcast after our prayer meeting on Friday and a retired police guy was speaking the truth. And I told my wife, I said, this guy is talking, saying the truth. What were they discussing? They were talking about the crisis that is happening in the country, then locally, River State, in terms of how um, uh, the scarcity of product and all that, and, and, and the, the, uh, what do you call the presenter or the host said, it's not because of the commander-in-chief. The policeman says, commander in who? He said, what do you mean commander-in-chief? He said, it's not commander-in-chief. He said, the police has a level of hierarchy of reporting. He said even from the government level, there's local government chairman level up to the governorship level. He said the commander-in-chief doesn't know what's happening in your local government area. He said, but he's the commander. He, should be, he said, no, 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 it's not. He said there are people placed in the hierarchy of leaders that are responsible for that. He said, but he's, he said, no. He said even the people in the top will not tell him what everything that is going on because he has to depend on them. He said the people, he said, let me tell you, he said when people were bringing product to this country and they were uh, in the state and they were hijacking them, he said we will go shoot this ship, and destroy them in the sea. Then the guy said, "Is it's not causing environmental, he said, yes, we realize that later, but we're doing that because we wanted to to stop what was going on. He said, but we never discovered, and I'm not going to say some things for, you know, he said, we later discovered that some of the things that were going on, were receiving support from all the level of leadership. When people in civil service steal, is it the president that's making them steal? When you go and make an application for something and somebody is supposed to attend to it normally and you come the next day, they say your file is missing. Is it the president that sold the file? Everybody has their responsibility. And Satan so will give you an illusion to put your blame on one person and you will never take the personal responsibility to play your own part. And as Christians, our life is not regulated by the economy. Are you understanding me? We're connected to a kingdom and if we don't practice that, waiting that one person will bring life, you will be very disappointed. Do you understand that? Did you hear what I said? So pray and let God's will be done because your peace is in the will of God. Your rest is in the will of God. Hallelujah. So it's a speaking warfare. Even in politics, they know his mouth. They start talking, they start throwing lies at each other. It's a speaking warfare. The reason they do is to sway the hearts of those who are easily swayed. This so is what we we'll say one to you now. For this so one we'll say another Bible says, be not carried about by every wind of doctrine. Wind of doctrine are words. So tell anybody says it's time for you to take charge. Take charge. Say that, say take charge. take charge. I'm not hearing everybody. Come on, say take charge. take charge. Let me say this, and we're going to get into uh, an area that I want us to go as believers. We have been born again and called into a lifestyle of confessing or speaking Christ. Say amen. amen. And I've told you the word confession is from the word homo lojo means, homo means saying the same thing. Lojo means the words. So we're saying the same words that he has said. Last Sunday we said that our faith is only effectual to the degree of the words it acknowledges. The power of your faith is only released when you speak words that agree with the written scripture and what the Holy Ghost is saying. That's the only ground on which your faith can perform miracles. Say amen. Your faith is what is connected to the power of God. Say with me. Say my faith is connected to the power of God. I didn't hear you. Everybody say that. Between God and his power is only one connection. How many connections? What did I say? One. Everybody say one. one. Between God and his power and us, between, uh, the, the, the circuit between us and the power of God has only one connection, one. And it's a connection of faith. What turns on God's power is faith. What increases the level of power that works for us is Faith. There is no human connection between us and the power of God except our faith. Did you hear what I said? Jesus acknowledged that. He said, your faith has made you whole. When that woman touched Christ, and powerful because Christ is power. Christ is the wisdom of God and the power of God. But he says if you want to draw that power and that wisdom, you do it by what? By faith. Why? Because faith is the victory that what? Overcomes the world. And if anything happens to your faith then the power of God will be limited in manifestation in your life. Did you hear what I said? There is no harshness of economy that can stop the power of God in your life. Nothing. The power of God commands everything you need. And if that power must speak in your life and manifest in your life, your faith must be in place. And your faith is based on the words that you speak. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word God of God. So there are faith words. You are born again to speak faith words. And these faith words are based on Christ and what he has done. Did you hear what I said? That's what Philemon six says, the communication of your faith will become effective or producing its desired result by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you in Christ. So if your knowledge of who you are in Christ is kindergarten, then you'll be speaking more of natural words than faith-filled words. You'll be speaking more words of how you feel. You'll be speaking words that, will be, that are energized by the circumstance and the situation. What is complaining? Complaining is speaking words that are manipulated and generated from the situations you are going through. That's why you complain. That's why you mumble. But when you speak power, then that means your words are generated from the revelation of God's word. Say Amen. So, we've been born again into a lifestyle of speaking Christ and what he has done. Turn the Bible quickly to Hebrew chapter 3, verse 1, then chapter 4, verse 14, and chapter 10, verse 23. Write them down. Hebrew chapter 3, verse 1, Hebrew chapter 4, verse 14, and Hebrew chapter 10, verse 23. This scripture establishes the lifestyle you've been born again. You need to know what born, being born again is. Being born again is not about tying a scarf. Being born again is not about, you know, the way you look. No, no. born again is understanding what God saved you for and what God saved you into and what you expected to manifest and live as a child of God. You were saved into the profession of Christ. That's my profession. I speak Christ and what he has done. Say with me three times. Say I speak Christ and what he has done. I speak Christ and what he has done. I speak Christ and what he has done. So when situations come, what do you do? You speak Christ and what he has done. Glory be to God. You know, Paul said to the Corinthians, I, I, I have made up my mind not to know anything about you, save Christ and him crucified. Glory be to God. The most powerful words, listen to me, everybody, listen. The most powerful words you can speak on earth is Christ and what he has done because those are the words that will propel you to the future that God has destined for you say amen yeah not speaking words of men that are laced with deceit limited perspective manipulation but speak words from a loving father who loved you and gave you his best in Christ say amen come on say good amen you can do better than that say good amen God gave us his best in Christ. And the devil will want to change that narrative. Okay? Alright, let's do this. Hebrew 3.1 Wherefore, holy brethren, say I'm a holy child of God. Why are you holy? Because God called you. It's not, not, it's not you. It's him called you. He called you. Say, he called me. Say, he called me holy. Come on, say that. Say, he called me holy. Therefore, I am holy. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. What is that calling? Consider the apostle and high priest of what? Are you looking at your Bible? Please flow with this. Keep your attention here. Don't be distracted. Our profession means confession. Is that not so? And who is it? Christ Jesus. What is our confession? What is our confession? Look at your neighbor. Say, what is our confession? Answer. Okay, somebody will talk. All right, you you figure it out. What is our confession? What is our confession? What is our profession? This is what we say in season and out of season. This is what we say in the morning. This is what we say in the afternoon. This is what we say in the evening. Somebody say amen. This is what we say. Even if the enemy is trying to hit you, you keep saying it. Say my profession is Christ and what he has done. Can you follow me? Come on. Say, my profession is Christ and what he has done. Say, now come on. Say, my profession is Christ and what he has done. Before you got born again, you were used to saying what you feel. How you feel. What you think. What is going on. What is happening. Some of you, you go and get raw material from social media and you're not putting this on your mother and start shooting them. Because your words... Is where power flows from. And what will determine power flow into your life and into your situation is based on the kind of words that you speak. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I have been born again, and that, that gives me joy. I don't speak my pain, I speak my rest. Oh, glory be to God. I don't speak my worries, I speak my rest. Because he that has entered into his rest has ceased from his own labor. Why are you stressing yourself? Your words can't bring life to you. They can't help you. Speaking what people say, it's not going to help you. There is no power in saying what the devil says. Saying what You are only going to be fighting against yourself. Stop endorsing that bad attitude. Stop it. Stop saying it. Did you hear what I said? Stand on the word and say what he has said. Hallelujah. Hebrew 4.14. He said, sin then. I like this. May you see it. I said, may you see it. I thought I was gonna hear a big amen. May you see it. Yes. Rebu 4:14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heaven. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold. <laughs> <laughs> let us hold fast. Our what? Our profession or confession. See that, that this, this scripture gives us. A revelation that Jesus is watching over everything we say. The word high priest means his ministry for us in heaven right now is administered with what we say. So Jesus can only effectively represent you if what you say agrees with what he has done. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. Pay attention. Come on, come on, pay attention. Don't be distracted. What, Je- what, what, what Jesus is before the Father can only be a blessing to you and your destiny. When what you say agrees with what he has done. He can only represent you to the degree of what you say concerning what he has done. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yeah. He's standing before the Father making intercessions for us. But that ministry can only speak for us when what we say agrees with what he has done. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yeah. Let me give you an example for instance. In the natural realm, there are people, because of some of the things they've done, their words carry power. All it takes is for them to sign their name on a card for you and doors will open. How many of you know what I mean by that? How many of you know? It's a natural thing in the natural. Uh, uh, a pastor shared a testimony. A guy was, he went for a meeting and the pastor prayed for him that the favor of God was going to speak for him. He had worked, done a job with one of the parastators in Abuja and he was coming from another Madugiri, one of these northern states, and was flying back to Abuja. And, and he believed the word that the, the pastor said. Because if you don't believe your man of God, God, the anointing nothing he can't help you. That's the truth. If you don't value him, forget it. So he believed it, and as he was going, um, he was in a car, in the airplane, and he saw a very old man who was walking with a little bit of difficulty. That's why you should, you, you should have character. Somebody say character. character. Yeah, because there are some of you that say, maybe that wickedness doesn't make You campaign. Know, you know there are people that will talk like that. That's what the Bible says. Even if you are gifted and you you don't you don't walk in love, you are nothing. So he got up and helped the old man. Ah, Baba, sorry, and helped him to sit. So the old man looked at him, he said, "You're yeah, a kind man. Thank you very much." Then he sat down. After a while, he looked at him. He didn't know God sent that one to him. He said, "Are you having any problem?" <laughs> he said, "No, nothing." He said, "No, are you dealing with any?" Say, but I don't know if it will be important, child, but I did this job in Abuja with one of the parastaters, and they are owing me a lot of money, and they don't want to pay me. Say, which parastater? He say, yes. say, give me a card. He just wrote, Baba, and signed on it. What did he write? Baba. And did what? Sign. He said, take it to the person in charge there. So, like, Baba. I'm sure if you write Baba, it doesn't mean anything. Because you're not a priest. He had done some things, and has, by virtue of what he has done, it has earned him certain status and command. So if he gives you his name and his signature, what he has done will speak for you. So he took the card and went to the parastata. As soon as they saw it, the, the MD ran out of the office. Say, said, where is the man that brought this card? Where is the man? Where is the man? So the guy was shocked. He was like, what's going on? He said, you are from Baba. You are sure you are from Baba? Please, call, 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 call. What, what, what did you say is your problem again? That was the day they paid him everything they were owing him. Jesus is our Baba. You didn't hear what I said. I said Jesus is who? He's our Baba. What he has done can get you anything. But the card and the signature are the words that you are saying. If you don't speak the words of Baba, nothing will answer for you. What he has done can only speak for you when you say what he asks you to say. Are you hearing me? That's what his priestly ministry is all about. Yeah, you say your words and his ministry, he will respond. Because what commandment will command men to listen to you is when you say what he has said. See, I hear you. That's why the Bible says in Hebrew 4.14, seeing then that we have a... Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold. When you hold fast to your confession, everything that will speak will speak. Everything that will answer will answer. Everything that will respond will respond because they will bow. The Bible said God has given him a name that is above every other name that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. You want His Lordship to speak to you, then say what He has said. See, I hear you. Hebrews 10, 23, quickly. It says, let us hold fast. Let us hold fast. The word hold fast means be steadfast. Be consistent. It doesn't matter what's going on around you. It doesn't matter what is happening around you. It doesn't matter what anybody says. It doesn't matter the kind of dream you have. Sometimes you may have dreams that do not agree with what He has done for you. What He has done is senior to the dream. Say amen. 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 All you need to do is speak what he has said over that dream and his rest will take charge. You may dream that somebody killed you, but that's not what he said. It's your dream. It could be coming from your fear. It could, be coming from your, or it could be a signal that God is telling you or warning you, but it doesn't matter what. But once you wake up, what do you do when you have a bad dream? You go to what he has said and you speak what he has said. And what he has said will subdue and override what you dreamt. Do you understand that? The power is not your dream. You know that some of you that has made an idol of your dream. Uh, pastor, you no, no. Anytime they dream, they come to pass. So. Why can't you boast with saying the word of God that way? And it, once I say, I'm pastor, it go come to pass. Once I just say, I'm. so if I don't dream, say they jam me. That means something they can't jam me. You know somebody that some are foolish and they talk like that. You exalt your dream above the word of God. The Bible says, even God says, my name, my word is exalted above my name. So his word is final say. Everybody say final say. Your dream is not final say. It will only become a final say if that's what you respect. That's why I always tell be very careful what you say. Say no, Pastor, no. I'm a very real man. I'm a very real woman. You know, I, I like saying my mind. My problem is what is inside the mind. Do you understand that? People can't oppress me. Hey, you know, even my husband cannot oppress me. My wife cannot. I will say my mind. I don't have a problem with what you're saying. The saying is okay. But what is inside the mind? That's the issue. If what is inside your mind is not the word of God, please swallow it. Did you hear what I said? Let it die unborn inside you. Because many have destroyed their life, destroyed their relationship, destroyed their business, endangered their life, because what they say? Because life and death is in the power of the tongue. So you need to master what you say with your mouth. Because it's speaking warfare. Someone say, amen. Alright? Let us hold fast. Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith and our faith is based in Christ. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Without wavering, Because there are many things Satan will try to do to make you waver. The word waver means to stumble. To stumble. To stagger. To fluctuate. One minute the devil wants, the animal wants but you see what you don't understand is whenever something happens Whenever There's a write-up I wrote yesterday called The Audacity of Faith. It was based on the story of Smith Wigglesworth. Go and read it on Facebook. What the devil tries to do, which many of you don't get, but I'll get into that shortly, is that he tries to control the narrative of your life. When something happens, he wants to quickly give you a fear-based version. And if you are not standing in faith, you will succumb. And when the devil changes the narrative, the thing that happened, it doesn't matter what it is. If you allow Satan to give you a fear-based version, you will start speaking fear. And that will now be what will take over the narrative and will begin to run the narrative. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, sir. I told you I mistakenly poured hot water on me when I was bathing one day. You, know, you have heater, hot water, you have cold one. Somewhere for some reason I forgot what I turned on was the hot water. As I took the water, it was when the tea was pouring on me that I realized it was hot water. As I scream, the next, you know, all the things are, you're supposed to be burnt. You are, and when I mean hot, I mean hot, hot, smoking hot. So, what was coming to my mind was, you know, natural response. You're going to be burnt. You're going to get blister. The moment the thought came, I changed it. I said, In the name of Jesus, I refuse to be hurt. I refuse to be burnt. I will suffer no harm in the name of jesus in the as i started saying i kept saying it i said i don't know how many times i said it now did i feel the purpose i felt it but after like one hour it stopped and i checked there was no blister you didn't hear what i said now no usually blister may come after a while then you have to drive i said there was no blister and i said yeah the word really works I'm gonna say, hey, whoa, are there? Who there? Come on, there, Hey, bring water, bring water. There, there, there. Do you understand how you talk? You just, then that word you say, the autotire will fry you. We cook you very well. Hallelujah! Amen. Somebody say, I hear, I hear you. Now hear this: the confession of our faith is the confession of the realities of our union with Christ. You are the righteousness of God. That's what you should be saying. I'm an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm a heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. I've been raised and made to sit with Christ in the heaven. These are the most powerful words you can speak on earth. Not just, I just tired for my life. you should be like nothing, they walk safe. Everything is just upside down. Yes. They're upside down because that's what you are saying. And they will continue to be upside down. Eh? Everything just start for me. This country says, Nara, don't go up. Nara, this, uh, this one, this one. You will use your mouth and spoil your life. Come on, say be wise. Our confession of faith is backed by the present day high ministry, pre, uh, present day priestly ministry of Christ, who is presently representing us before the Father. What he has done speaks in every area of life. Did you hear what I said? And he's standing before the Father to make sure that he speaks in your life today. But the connection is, what do you say? If you don't say his word it won't speak in your life see I hear you all right without understanding and engagement of the truth of who we are in Christ we cannot disarm the tricks of the devil in spiritual warfare all right write this down well sometimes the Holy Spirit should just have his way we're looking at now well, first of all remember we said um we're looking at uh, what kind of warfare are we fighting is that not is that not come on say 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 what kind of warfare yeah, that's, And we say it's a good fight of faith. Is that not true? So we're fighting what? A good fight. What kind of warfare? We say it's a good fight of faith. And we explain what a good fight of faith is. And, and, and we explain why it's good, because Jesus made it good. And we say it's a fight of faith because it's a fight of words. Remember we said that? Alright, so we, well, let's look at another aspect of the spiritual warfare. Now that we know that it is a good fight of faith, and we fight with words, the words we speak, let us know what we are fighting against. Write this down. Number two, what are we fighting against? What are we fighting against? What are we fighting against in spiritual warfare? What are we fighting against? What are we fighting? I want to ask you a question. In spiritual, do you know what you're fighting against? Because you fight with words. So, but what are you fighting against? Ask your neighbor, what are you fighting against? Come on, Tom, come on, do that. Some of you didn't do that. Look at him and say, What are we fighting against? against? Because if you don't know it, then it's like uh, a soldier that goes to war and doesn't know what his opponents are or adversary are. You become a cheap victim of the war. Go to Ephesians 6, verse 11, everybody, quickly. Ephesians 6 and verse 11. We're going to begin to look at what we fight against. I'll do that in the first service and the second service. And it's important you understand this because this is very important. What are we fighting against? What is the, the emphasis of spiritual warfare? What are we dealing with? I, I, I'm, I'm sorry that some of the things some of you have watched on television, movies, you know skits and all that, because skits are not now mini-television now that is you know, propagating all kinds of ideology. Many of us have watched some things that has nothing to do with truth, but yet we believe they are true. And and, and among them, some of you have been given an image about Satan and about demons that has nothing to do with the word of God. They are all lies. Ephesians 6 verse 11. The word of God is the only authentic source for spiritual warfare. Not your experience. Not what you see. What the word of God says. Ephesians 6 verse 11 and 12. Are we there? Please make sure, ushers, Make sure you have your Bible. Media guys, make sure you are paying attention. Because if you miss this, you've missed the entire thing I'm teaching. What are we fighting against? And we're going to look at examples of them in Scripture, beginning with our Master Jesus. Ephesians 6, verse 11 and 12. Are we there? Let's read it together. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in our place. For a very long time, we were quoting verse 12 without quoting verse 11. So you know in this our battle, we fight with past principalities and powers and, and rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in our places. Brothers and sisters, our battles are with devils. Let me ask you a question. If you quote verse 12 without contextualizing it with verse 11, you have missed it. Hello? Did you hear what I said? Do you understand what I'm saying? If you quote verse 12 without putting it in context of verse 11, then you will run into the false assumption of filling the blanks with your experience and what you think you know about principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness. Let me ask you a question. God just mentioned them in the Bible. He mentioned what they are. But his emphasis was not on them. The emphasis is what they are fighting with. Did you hear what I said? Some of you you are, look at verse 11 again. What did he say you should do? Put on the old armor. I've given you an idea of that. When we talk about the armor, you know we put it on with our mouth. Because it's words. We'll talk about that. Put on the old armor. Why? That you may be able to stand against. That's what we fight. The wiles of the devil. Then it tells us who we are wrestling with. In terms of the why, for we wrestle, and I told you the wrestling is a wrestling of words. So principalities are speaking words, powers are speaking words, rulers of the darkness of this world are speaking words. They function with words. How they look is not important. Do you understand what I mean? How they look is what, not important. If it was important, the Bible would have tell us. Told us. What is important in spiritual warfare is what you are fighting against. And you are fighting against the wiles of the devil and these are Satan's hordes or cohorts that are assigned to fight against you and I or wrestle. I like to use the word wrestle. Wrestle against the believer through wiles. Everybody say wiles. So it's like, just use your imagination. Let me help you understand this. Satan is in a security meeting with his demonic, demonic army, all right? And the agenda of the security meeting is the wiles of the devil. How do we fight these people with our wiles? How do we deal with them? That's what it is. And if we don't understand what the wiles of the devil is, then we can't fight. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So let's, let's, let's keep that in mind. So when the Bible says, reveals that we are... Um, they fighting against why. This warfare is not just with the devil. Because if you say I'm fighting devil, on what ground? Because Satan is defeated. His demons are defeated. So you need to know the basis on which you engage them. If you have an Old Testament mindset about Satan, then you are wrong. Because Satan's status has been altered eternally by the sacrifice of Christ. Are you hearing me? Something happened to him after Jesus rose from the dead. The Bible says in Hebrews 2.14, he destroyed him. The word destroyed means he put him out of business. He brought uh, to an end his reign of darkness and death over humanity. That's why Christ is the deliverance or the salvation from Satan, demons, and the works of darkness. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But, But we know Satan still fights. He fights through wiles. And you need to know what are wiles. Say amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Alright. What are wiles? Write this down. Let me not bore you with the Greek word, but if you are studying, the word wiles comes from a Greek word called methodia. Methodia is from the word you get the English word or the Latin word, method. So when we say the wiles of the devil, the method of the devil. That's what wiles is. Say what we say, wiles means method. Now, now, you may ask me, what, what, what does the Bible mean by the word methodia or method? Write this down. The word method comes from one word that has a lot of synonyms. It's from the word cunning. Everybody say cunning. cunning. Cunning means crafty. To be cunning means to be what? Crafty. Means to be crafty. To be crafty also means to be scheming or deceitful. When we use the word cunning, write this down, When we say somebody is corny, what do we mean? Listen to this. To be corny means to be skillful in achieving one's aim by deception. When you're corny, you are very skillful. The skill is based on experience. Satan has been dealing with humanity for over 6,000 years. And he has learned something about human beings. So when somebody is skillful, skill is based on experience of interaction. Is that not so? That's why you develop skill. It's based on experience of interaction. When you work on a job for a while, you build some skills. Is that not true? It's based on the experience. You've walked and walked and worked, and you've now found creative way to do the same thing in a better and a faster way. Is that not true? That's called skill. Satan is skillful in the act of deception. Did you hear what I said? So when we use the word wiles, listen to this. We're talking about cunning. And to be cunning means to be skillful in achieving one's aim by what? By deception. Write this down. So what are wiles? Wise simply means the tricks of the devil. What did I say? You can say the deception of the devil or the tricks of the devil. So when we use the word, the method of Satan is operating by what? Tricks or deception. But be very careful a lie is very, very powerful. Lying is when somebody can get you to believe something that is not true to be what? To be true. Somebody shared a story with me years ago, just to give you an idea. A woman was married to a man. But after a while, she started having Guilt. It turned out all the children of the woman, of the man, none of them came from the man. But the man doesn't know. Some of them are from his best friend. Because the man cannot. She found out. But to make up so that the marriage will not scatter, in a very deceptive, cunning way, arranged to be sleeping with the friend. And she was all the children. I don't know why the man didn't notice it anyway. But maybe the DNA of the woman was strong. That's a lie. That's living a lie. But to the man he doesn't know. So you can comfortably live with a lie without knowing. You will accept it as reality without knowing. You hear know what I said? Yeah. That's how powerful a lie is. You will laugh with it. You will eat with it. You will sleep with it. You will fellowship with it. You will even make plans with it. But a lie is a lie. It's just that you don't know. And you know the funny thing? The one who lied to you can make you do almost anything believing the lie is true. And as long as you are ignorant of the lie, you will do it thinking you are acting normally. But a lie is a lie. That's how the devil fights. The devil fights with tricks or lies. Are, are you listening to what I'm saying? Listen to this. What is a lie? Write this down. What is a lie? Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus. He said, lie not. So that means there are Christians that like to lie. Look at them and say, do you lie? Many people engage lie, especially when they want something or when they want to have their way, they will lie. What is a lie? What is a lie? Write this down. According to dictionary.com, a lie is a false statement made with the deliberate intent to deceive. A lie is what? A false. That word false means? Misleading. You make a false statement with the deliberate intent to deceive. You are lying when you have the intent, whatever you are saying, you want to mislead the person want to mislead the person. That means you're lying. Write this down. No lie is an accident. I know as I'm saying, he's choking some of us in the body. Say, no, pastor, you don't understand. It's a good lie. There's no good in lie. It's a necessary lie. There is no necessity in lying. As a matter of fact, there's no future to lying. Say, pastor, you don't understand. If I tell him the truth now, every, a lie it's a lie. Did you hear what I said? A lie is what? It's a lie. Whether you like it or not, a lie is it's a lie. And a lie is a false statement made with the deliberate intent to deceive. It is very clear. I don't care which dictionary you check. All dictionary that defines lie defines it the same way. A lie is a false statement made with a deliberate... We are are investigating Satan's strategy, which is wiles. And we said while is method. Method means cunning. Is that not so? And to be cunning means to be skillful in the act of achieving one's aim by deception. And we said the wile of the devil is the deception or tricks of who? The devil. Are you hearing me? and, And Satan's trick is based on a lie. Do you understand that? Deceptive lie. So we said a lie is a false but Jesus in John eight forty four 44 revealed the devil as a liar. Jesus revealed the devil as what? A as a liar and the father of lies. <laughs> John eight forty four 44 says, You have your father the devil, the lust or the desires of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth In him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own because it's in his nature to lie. For he's a liar. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own. A translation says he speaks of his own nativity. It is normal and consistent for the devil to lie because he's a liar by nature. He's a liar by nature and he's also a liar by function. His company name is Lying Incorporated. He lies for a profession. That's what he does. Say, the devil, you lie to me. Say, that's what I do. My job is to lie to you. Okay? He's the, for he's a liar and the father of it. That's why in spiritual warfare, you don't engage the devil in a banter. When did you enter? What have you done? He wanted to tell you. He will lie. That's why he does. He lies. I entered in 1975 while they were buffing inside the water. And since then, I've been tormenting the family. You like story, Abi. you? You like, you, like, you like story. So you will hear, and he knows how to tell story. In 1942, when they were fighting Biafra war. Then i show you one he story. You will hear story. Satan and demons are clever in lying. You remember I said the word clever? Clever doesn't mean you are better. It's what you are clever at that determines what we're talking about. You can be clever in stealing. Is that not so? Is that not so? The word clever has to be qualified. It's like an adjective. You have to qualify it. Clever. says say a clever girl. Um, before you clap, clever in what? If it's clever in, in education, you quote it. But some people are clever in lying. They're skillful. Oh, they will just lie. You know, there are some people you call, they have the hands of wind. When they pass you, they've taken something from you, and you will never know. They caught them with the hands of wind. They're very sharp. Was, phew, something has left you. You will even know. You will get home before you realize that somebody they took something from you. They caught them with the hands of wind. They lie with the, the, the with like a wind. It's like breeze pass you. You don't know, but they've lied, and they will not blink. They, they are, they've been so mentored by Satan that they they will. They lie like the devil. They won't blame. Very serious. They say, But, but you lie to me. Me lie to you. God forbid. <laughs> they will put <won't> God inside. <laughs> say, God forbid. Me, I cannot lie to you. you, see, you so you believe they lie. They are still lying, though. Know. They are very clever. They know how to bend things, just turn it. They can't handle people that are honest because honesty is based on truth. When you want to mislead people, you start lying. You will say one thing. Okay, you were supposed to deliver a job at a so, so, so time. The truth was that you had so many things in your hand, so you couldn't deliver the job. Then when you said, ah, Oga, okay, why have you not been... Oga, oh, mm, okay. you know you say four scarce. excuse me, what has casting of four got to do with the job? I'm sorry, I had a lot on my hands, so I couldn't make time for that. Please forgive me. He may get angry, but he will respect you. But when you start lying... You will pack your record. Oh, he says, he says, no, man. Not that. You see that amount? As you open up, I lie. <laughs> and that's that's the problem with many of us. Lying, lying, lying. Paul wrote to the church. He said, He said, Tell those that are lying that they should stop lying. Because when you lie, it's evidence that Satan is walking in your soul. He has deceived you to believe that the, be, the best way to do anything is to do what? Is to lie. And you don't do that. Let me say this before I stop. What is, when we use the word deception, what do we simply mean? It's very easy. To deceive means to mislead. When we say, say the wise of the devil is the deception, the lying deception, is lying to mislead or deceive. Deception means to deceive. And you deceive by lying. And lying, to lie or lying is a false statement made with the deliberate intent to, to deceive. Final scripture, and we'll pray. I'll continue in second service. If you can, you can stay behind. You need to know how. We're, we're going to look at some wives of the devil. Uh, Revelations 12 9. Quickly, quickly. I'm going to read that. I can't wait for you because of time. The Bible tells us the modus operandi, the way Satan works, his method. Everybody say his method. It's method. Don't get carried away with the ambience and all that. It's the method. Revelations 12 verse 9. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent. I told you the name serpent was used because of nature. Serpent, anything serpentine is referring to something that is cunning. Something that is deceptive. Call the devil. The devil means a slanderer. And Satan is called a transducer. Someone who makes false allegation. That's what. So the name Satan and, and devil means a slanderer and a false accuser. What did the Bible say the devil does? Are you paying attention? No chit chat, stop. What did he say we do? Which deceiveth the... What is Satan's mission? What is his vision and mission? I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. And one of them I'm going to share with you in the next service is why does Satan use the word vex? I mean, I mean the word, sorry, the word was. It's to vex. That word vex is from this word deceive. Satan wants to deceive. And he does that by lying. So in this warfare, if you are not armed with truth, you can't win. You don't fight it with your intelligence. Whether you have PhD is useless and meaningless in the spirit. First class doesn't speak in the spirit. I hope you know. First class here is not first class in the spirit. I hope you know. (laughs) In, In the spirit, what counts is the quality and the nature of the words that you are saying with your mouth. If it is not based on faith, then you have lost. Rise up on your feet. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the word you've given to us. We pray these words will take root in our hearts, renew our mind, change our life and conform us more and more into the image of Christ. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And Father, we also thank you for another opportunity to honor you with our offering. You are the giver of seed to the sower, bread to the eater. We acknowledge you always as our source, supplier, sustainer, and succorer. Receive the expression of our gratitude through our offerings and tithes, and we receive grace to continue to abandon to every good works. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody say, a "Good, Amen. Please sit down as you take the offering. Is it ready? Why? Why? Sorry? All right.
0: Thank you for joining us today. Your generosity helps us to take this message to the ends of the earth. You can give on our website at www.therefugeehousechurchhc.org. So go ahead and click on the link in the description. Remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this.